Good morning, friends. God bless you, each and every one. Thank you for joining me. This is Gail Manizak from City Changers, Illinois. I'm going to share a message about in regard to deliverance and how the church has been lacking. The church being every single one of us, not just leaders, but pastors, of course, should be in that place of being able to to help people, but all of us are responsible, I do believe, to set the captives free. When Jesus came, he began to cast out devils and he showed us, or the disciples, and we're disciples, we're followers of Christ, how to do it, and we should be doing it and have not. In my personal opinion, we, the church, has actually dropped the ball. But I'm going to read... Um, an excerpt out of Don Dickerman's book, and I think it's relative for today, especially for today, actually. He says, I would guarantee every pastor that someone in your congregation needs deliverance. My guess is that most people in every congregation are in need of oppression healing. The above scripture is a wonderful description of what Jesus came to do. He came to bring relief for the oppressing powers of Satan. And that includes more than the forgiveness of sins. Let me see if I can go back to that scripture. So, um, okay. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with, of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. So, while pastors have for the most part ignored this message of deliverance, in all of my years, that's what, I've not been to a church that is really, um, where there was really a pastor that was giving much attention to deliverance and people even from way back that I can remember Christians needed deliverance. Christians needed help. I remember a time where I was going through so much and did need help. I I definitely didn't need medication or or a, a, a counseling session. I needed deliverance from depression, from anxiety, from everything that was coming against me at that moment. And there was not one pastor I could find who did deliverance. There was not one church member. You know, though you would walk in the church and every everybody was like the dress to the... And back in that day, everybody had dresses on and men had suits on and everybody was dressed. They all looked like preachers. But not one of the most... Um, Spiritual women that that I had picked out that I knew were spiritual women would even want to pray with you for deliverance. And what a shame because that left a lot of captives to just uh, seek the Lord and find their own way just like I did. So today, you know, things need to change. And, and he goes on to say, he says, pastors that... Um, what will you do when your members start to come to you and ask for help in, in different areas that uh, where they're going to need healing or they're going to need deliverance from uh, 
possession or well, we won't say possession because God is the one who possesses us, but deliverance from uh, demonic oppression, um, deliverance just to be have been set free from whatever. It doesn't matter if it would be drugs or alcohol or something as simple as overeating. It's just as much a demon as the rest of them. And, um, you know, I, I apologize if that hurts anybody's feelings, but that's just it's the truth. So he goes on to say, he says, you can recommend a Christian psychologist, but Jesus did not say counsel them out, nor meditate them out. Neither can you get them out by being more religious. You can't do it. You can't wish them out, nor will nor will them out. Jesus said to cast them out. And that is the role of the church. And who's the church? We're the church. So the battle is heating up. And, and in these days, you know, you cannot lead your, your church where you have not been. So you must bring your people out of spiritual bondage, Don Dickerman says, and teach them to walk in freedom and boldness. And that's why I've written this book. And actually, let me give you the name of the book. I'm, it's called Turmoil in the Temple. And you know what? You're the temple. I'm the temple. We are the temple of the living God. So he says, I wish my pastor had taught me. I could have avoided so much pain. I could have helped my, my mother who was tormented with demons. I could have helped my brother who was in the grips of sickness and debilitating bondage from the enemy. I could have made a difference in so many lives, but no one told me. No one taught me. If Jesus came to heal all that were oppressed of the devil, should we not let the same Jesus come alive in us? Should we not be advancing against the kingdom of darkness with all the authority that Jesus has given to us? Have we not been silent long enough? And then Don goes on to say, a pastor said from the pulpit recently, my son has been waking up every night in horror. He cries out in such fear. My wife and I would go to his room and try to calm him and talk him back to sleep. And sometimes he would wake in his sleeping, walk in his sleep during these times of frightening experiences. I was downstairs studying one night when I heard his scream. And as I walked to the stairs, it seemed the Holy Spirit said to me, how long are you going to take this? You know what it is. Deal with it. Well, the pastor, he climbed the stairs and he picked up his screaming son. He cuddled him in his arms and addressed the, the demons. And he began to say, this is my son. I command you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to leave him alone, leave him now, and never return in Jesus Christ's name. He went on to say with a big smile on his face, ever since that night, it has been nothing but pure sleep for him and pure peace for him, peaceful sleep. 
So Don goes on to say, why don't we teach the people what kind of authority we have in Christ? Pastor, I urge you first to get in the stream. Get more than your feet wet. Jump in head first. Plunge into the river. Experience firsthand who Jesus is and who you are in Christ. You can't teach it until you experience it. Spiritual warfare is is more than knowing about Ephesians chapter 6 and how to do warfare against the enemy. As it says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 and 5 and, and Ephesians chapter 6. Power of attorney is legal. Recognized authority what, that one has received from another. So prior to my father's death, He gave me power of attorney, legal court recognized authority to act in his his behalf. His authority became my authority. I could sign his name, make decisions in his name, and it was honored. Jesus has given us the church power of attorney. He says in John 16, verse 24, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. He sent out the 70 with power of attorney. He told the church gathered after his resurrection. He said, As my father has sent me, even so I send you. John 20, 21. Jesus was talking to you and me, not just the disciples. We are the disciples. We are his followers, just as much as as the 12 were. So how did the Father send him? With all power in both heaven and earth. All power was given unto him by the Father. He gave it to us as regards the spiritual world on this earth. Power to speak with authority to demon powers and to make them retreat. Power of life and death are in our words. Authority over all the power of the enemy. I urge you to jump into this stream of anointing. It may cost you something, but it's worth it, whatever the cost. God's people are sick and they are in bondage. I believe God is looking for deliverers, for men who will stand up, for men who will not be ashamed in the power and authority of the Lord Jesus and speak to his people freedom in Jesus' name. So I believe that is a message for the hour today. Many are rising up. Many are beginning to see that Jesus had had given us that power of attorney of his name to cast out devils. And yet we walk around and we see our family and our friends, many of them are held captive, or sometimes we ourselves have become captives of the enemy. So in sharing that, again, this uh, excerpt came from Don Dickerman's book called Turmoil in the Temple. And as I said, you are the temple. So we need to get 
moving. We need to step up to the next level. We need to look around us and begin to do what Jesus gave us the power of attorney to do in his name. If we don't do it, we will never know um, that we could do it. I don't see anybody trying. I don't see the churches moving in that area. I don't see a lot of Christians moving in that area. But of course, I don't see everything. There's probably, I, I, I know without a doubt in my heart that there are groups of of uh, those that are gathering together just like we are here, that God is raising up to be deliverers, that God is raising up to set the captives free because, you know, time has, years and years have went by and the church has not took her rightful place. Maybe as time goes now, I'm going to close here though and say God bless you. I hope that you were encouraged by this enough to begin to read the word of God. Read what Jesus said about casting out devils. Read how he did it. Read when he did it. You will even see that he delivered children from demons. We have a whole world of people that need help, that need to be set free. And if we don't do it, if we the Christians who are born again, filled with the Spirit, reading His Word, don't do it, who's going to do it? 